and gentlemen, welcome to and our listeners. Excuse and, and me. And our listeners. Uh, welcome to episode one twenty eight of Funny. Yay! One, two, eight. Yes, I was intending to look up what the actual Roman numeral was. So I was going to go. Uh, C X X V I I. There, there we go. Why do you have to look it up? Wait, it's one twenty eight. You're missing an I. Yes. I I I. I. Yeah. I, I, always, I, I, I. I always confuse C and M. M's a thousand. Yes, I always. C's a C note, a hundred dollar bill, a C note. Oh, no. that's where it comes from. Why are you yelling at him like he should have known that? Because he should have known that. I he, didn't know that. How did you not know that? that was, it, we're gonna file that into. I already have a, a lot of random, useless shit in this brain that doesn't really make any sense. So I didn't need to I'm add that into with, it. I've abused my brain with substances for. A very long time. It's worked. <laughs> yeah. Should, it should have been my excuse, but my substance that little brain couldn't take it that far. <laughs> see, see what you did there? Yeah. Put on phones. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about uh, the Warriors tied the series with the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. It's 3-3 going back to Golden State. For By the, the time this drops, game seven will be over. Yeah, game, game seven, seven will be over. Be over. Um. But I think we should still have a conversation around this. Yeah, uh, it, it's fine. We can talk about how Oklahoma City lost the series last night. <laughs> well, <laughs> crazy eyes and all his turnovers. You know, it's kind of. It, well, is it is it that I can't forget if it's no one has ever come back down no, three one like four five since yeah. the did nobody's come in the NBA from a three from three zero right and won four straight that way right yeah. or four or five have come back from three one yes. And the last time someone was in the fifties, no, no, it was like in the like two thousand. Um, I think it was the Lakers against the Blazers. It was the Lakers against the Blazers. No, no, no. There was one sooner than that. The Mavericks did it too. Okay. So yes, there have been plenty of teams that have come back. That was oh three. Oh three or oh four. I think it was somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. But no, there have been teams in recent memory that have done that. But the odds are. Typically, quite stacked against the team down three-one. Well, yeah, because I mean you, that means you have to win three straight. Yeah, and that's always a tough pill to swallow. But you know, the Warriors are used to winning fifteen straight. There, there you so, go. And the they're going are, back and playing at home, and they have all the momentum going into that game. Oracle and the Oracle save. <laughs> With all the bandwagon fans that moved up from Los Angeles, and you can't take your, you can't yeah, probably you can't, true. You Long can't wear the fans. hat of opposing team, otherwise it will get thrown into the stands. That happened to my brother. And you will get kicked out of the stadium and he for got it. Out of the stadium for throwing his hat off the second balcony when a Warrior fan took his blazer hat, threw it off the balcony, and he got ejected. Huh. That's yes. cool. Yes. Yes. And well, you know. If, I'm sure if that makes more to that story, but I'm pretty sure my brother was mouthing off. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it wasn't. He probably that. was liquor deep and mouthing off to somebody, and yeah, that's knowing Kyle. Uh, but, Lewis mouthing off. That, were, that doesn't happen. Not even clo- that's not even close. That never happens. Yeah. Lewis boys don't mouth off. Yeah, I went. To, I graduated with that guy, so I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he grew up with that guy. Yeah. And, and Sean keeps on inviting me to political rallies against my view, thinking that's a good idea for me to go. So we're not talking politics here. Yeah. No. But that's why he left it. Gen- gen- yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, um, but with, with the Warriors, I, I mean, if that's what their fan base is, is like at the stadium, I mean, it it makes sense that a guy can kick a guy in the nuts two straight games and not get suspended. Oh. Oh, oh. There's no oh there. That was just straight factual statement. Yeah. <laughs> it's still sad. It's still sad though for the for the or is it for the Kiwi children of the future. His dad has eighteen kids. His family's gonna keep on going. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> no, it's not. He's, He's the eighteenth child. It was twelve. Eighteen. Let's just let's just go over the fact that it doesn't I matter if it's twelve, 12. There was a thing. or eighteen. The fact that the number is greater than ten. Is a problem. The so, second thing I think what, of. What religion do they belong to? The second thing I think of is Sir fucks a lot. <laughs> the second thing I really want to think of is what does her vagina look like now? No, I just want to know if she knows 
what the word no is. <laughs> Birth control? Does, her, does his yeah, dad not know how to pull out? If you can't rape your wife, who can you rape? No one. <laughs> I think that's the answer. Uh, that's just wrong. No. This is a story behind that. No, this is this is a no statement. Well, it was it was legal back in the day that you could rape your wife. It wasn't I, considered rape. I just mm, no. Anyways, <clears throat> we're talking twentieth yeah. century back in the day. No. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let, let's focus on the task at hand here. So, warrior and gentle motherfuckers, and you're not cookies. <laughs> so Girl? the question was, who are you more? Who is more to blame here? Is I don't like, know. Who are you more disappointed in? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. For allowing the Warriors to get back into the series yeah. after going up 3-1. Correct. Or are you more disappointed in Golden State, who should never have put themselves in this situation to begin with, based off of their track record from this season? Well, A, if it goes to show that, the as in all sports, your season doesn't matter. Getting to the playoffs, it's a whole different ballgame. It's the second yep. season. And if you look at Golden State's performance in the playoffs so far... It's not, this is not uh, anything new. They've been, they haven't lost, ever, they, they haven't lost two in a row before Oklahoma City, but they weren't playing great. They weren't playing lights out. Because if they were playing like they were in the regular season, they shouldn't have lost a game and, or lost maybe only one game in all right. the series so far and blown everybody out by 20 every single game. But they haven't. So you're more disappointed in Oklahoma City? Yeah. I'm Why? actually not disappointed in Oklahoma City because the fact that they they are a really good squad who Clay Thompson was fucking lights out. The dude had 11 three pointers and 41 points. I, I'm in, not in saying game, in this in the game that tied the series. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm not I'm not dis- discounting that, but we've seen him do that. That's nothing. New. On nothing not normal for him. I, well, not he doesn't do it every game, but you know the, every game well, that the uh, Warriors have won this playoffs yeah. has been because of Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has gone off and scored. He's averaging twenty six in the playoffs. He's a leading scorer for the Warriors in the playoffs. He is carrying him through the playoffs, and it would be all about him if Curry hadn't come back against the Blazers and had that overtime. Yeah. Otherwise, this entire playoff. Run has been about Clay Thompson, not Steph Curry, not the whiny little but bitch, what I, also known as Draymond Green. But when I'm uh, okay, yes, it's but it's Draymond Green. We've seen him ha- do this in the regular season. We've seen him do it in the playoffs so far. That's why I'm still saying it's more disappointing in Oklahoma City because of their squad and their defense, which is what has, and they're not playing Golden State's type of ball. It's what's made them win the win these games. You can only hold a great team down so long. And it's not in the losses. Yeah, but uh, you can't, you take away three. Durant and Westbrook are still combined averaging over 70. You still you take away Durant's, I mean, uh, Westbrook's three turnovers in the fourth, and the game's entirely different. It's true. That's Westbrook. He, he's a crazy guy, roll the dice, top five player in the NBA. And he is going to, can I make it or not? His answer is always, I should go for it. I should do that. When nine times out of ten, the answer is probably no. And the athletic freak makes it work six times out of ten. But I guess that's just what's more disappointing is that they they had managed to go into Oracle to win and then they drop one at home. You know. Yeah, the fact that they have, I'm more disappointed in Oklahoma City. The way they steamrolled through San Antonio gave me high hopes that they could be the ones to kill Golden State's Cinderella season. Cinderella that may not be the word, but in historic season. He just wants the Bulls to still have it. The great season and the championship. Uh, this is going to diminish I mean, could this be, the record. Could this be the Patriots, but, you know. You, you know, 13 and 1? Yeah. Um, yeah. 13 and 1, exactly. I don't count six of those games. <laughs> yeah, six of them. <laughs> Can we go back to second grade math? <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, so continue, Jeremy. It's just one of those things where you look at, as good as Golden State is, you look at the way the fourth quarters of the games that they have won have gone, and Oklahoma City has fallen prey to a lot of what 
hurt them a lot in the regular season is being unable to close games out. They all they have his all the games they lost. They went into that fourth quarter leading, and not by like a little. They lost. They led you know nine to fifteen points between the games, and they let Oklahoma or they let Golden State back into those games, giving Golden State credit because you know looking at the game six ending where Clay Thompson was hitting shots that you can't defend better than that. There's that was Clay Thompson taking over as opposed to Oklahoma City failing to guard him effectively. They did a great job defensively. The the issue that I have is poor clock management from the Oklahoma City side. Rookie coach. And just poor shot selection because of that. Because they're they're just running and gunning as opposed to running an offense in fourth quarter against a team who is lethal, you slow the game down, you run a, a offense that puts that's the clock back on your side. That's not OKC style. It doesn't mean you don't need it to be. If it's a fourth quarter five minute drill, guess what? That's what you do. But the thing Oklahoma's key to success so far, especially starting the San Antonio series, because they're a series against Memphis, uh, whoever they play in the first round, I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. But they switched from being yeah, right, no, no, Memphis San Antonio just, played uh, Memphis. They Dallas. played Dallas. Yeah. Uh, the key to their success, especially against San Antonio, and what's worked against the Warriors so far, in which they did it in three quarters last night, is when you don't play one-on-one ISO ball and you play actually team ball, they've been dominant. But, but that's when when I yeah, when when the when Oklahoma and Clay, I mean, when Golden State and Clay Thompson are starting to hit crazy shots, that panic sets in. Instead of sticking to what's worked for you so far, they go right back to their regular season roots of we're going to play ISO individual ball, and it's the Westbrook Durant show. Instead of their key to successes, let's feed it to Adams and Cantor. Well, but that's exactly what I'm saying. It's talking about running an offense in the last five minutes yeah. versus running and gunning and just seeing what happens. Cantor's averaging less than 20 minutes a game. Cantor and Adams were the key to them winning San Antonio series, but they—they're—it doesn't mean it doesn't matter if he's not getting points, but they were actually in his minutes. Look at his rebounds per minute. Okay. And Cantor's defense down down low has been crucial. Yeah, so I think the bigger disappointment to me is Oklahoma City. So I I I, I think they're losing the series. I think based off of last night. Going back to Oracle with all the momentum, it's it's Golden State's to lose. Then what does uh, Durant do after the season? He signs a one-year deal with OKC, and then he and Russell go somewhere together. I think it's technically going to be a two-year deal with the second year player option, but yes, you're correct. Yeah, I think he's in Oklahoma City for one more year. Um, <laughs> where Scott Siles got hired up, I think that's intriguing to him. Could be intriguing to him. Why Scott Giles? Uh, no, what was his old, former coach? Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks, Brooks. excuse me. Scotty Brooks. In Washington? Hometown, loves no. the coach. No. Duran has openly said he doesn't like going to D.C. Just because it's where you're from doesn't mean you want to go back. Still. I, 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 I grew up in Oxnard. Guess where I don't want to go? There. <laughs> who does? People who like surfing. That's still pretty far away from the ocean, there. Eh? It's a beach community. There's a naval base there. Oh. It's a deep water port. Okay. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess then I'm still rooting for Cleveland. So, and I think if it's I a, don't, if it's, I don't want anything good ever to happen in the city of Cleveland. In the history of time, it needs that in Detroit. Those cities need to fall off the face of the earth. Nothing good should ever happen in either one of those. Detroit places. has fallen off the face of the earth. It's starting to come back. A little and bit. then we poison them with water. We poison the wells. Yeah. Don't worry. That place is. <laughs> <laughs> that is. We should just rename it Mad Max. Because that's. It's like Robocop was coming for reals there. Uh, pretty much. There was that joke a couple years ago about it. So. Yeah, I don't uh, want anything good to ever happen to Cleveland. I hate. I'm not a dynasty fan. I don't like repeats. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Last year, there was no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. And if it's Golden State. There's still no Kevin Cleveland. Love. If you're watching him play, 
Did he see him play the other night? Oh, so he's had one good game out of how many in the playoffs? He hasn't. He has hasn't had a terrible game. He hasn't. You also understand the way they've been playing against most teams. Again, the Toronto series was a little different. They haven't needed him. They just haven't needed him. Between LeBron, Kyrie, and you know role player J.R. Smith. Channing, and actually, Channing, 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 in the way that they run their offense, they're the same player. They fit the same role, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. They're the same player. No, each one has different skills for said role, but they still are in, are placed in there to do the same the same no, role. I get that playing the same role is one thing. Calling them the same player is completely wrong. No. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Next. No. <laughs> I'm Are, quite excited to say no. <laughs> so clearly something Stephen Adams' mother never did. So, oh, 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 oh. all right, let's, Boom, there let's we go. move on now. Uh, it is, well, when this comes out, it'll be June. June! Um, what is... Not if you drop it on time. Yeah, no, Wednesday, it'll be on Wednesday. So. It comes out on Tuesday. It this has come out now since the last, like, I don't know, like 15 shows. They come out when they come out. We it'll used to be, drop them on Tuesdays. Now they just drop randomly. And I'm okay with that. You know why? Because it's not my responsibility, nor is it something I'm willing to assist with. Therefore, when he gets it done, fuck it, he gets it done. <laughs> it'll be June when this drops. It'll be, it'll hopefully be Wednesday, if not Thursday. So, are we talking about, uh, First, second, or eighth, yes, first, second, first, second, first, oh. second. Just yeah, I like how you did that there. No, uh, we have Josh. You do you. Uh, Whenever it drops, fifteen, it 16? drops. Fifteen, sixteen. Wow. I hope it doesn't take that long. I'm saying it won't here, but there's nobody to actually verify that uh, from our listeners to keep me on track. So it's because most of our listeners don't do it when they are listening. Yeah. They don't tell us anything. So why would they tell us when they're not listening? There's listeners? Yes. Still a few. Quite a bit. So, shocking. All right. Shocking. Shocking. Okay. Uh, With the uh, upcoming summer, what are our summer trips, summer plans? Anything fun? Anything special? We'll start with Lance Lewis. Uh, This summer, I am going to officially get myself a golf handicap and see how that works out. So I have to like. You're gonna get handicapped? Yes. Um, Is it like cool. getting kneecapped? No. Okay. Oh, what part of you are we gonna handicap? I mean, other than your mouth. Good luck with that. Yeah. No, no, that already <laughs> is your handicap. Seriously, explain mouth. it. I know. I see. I see stuff on golf t- on TV, and they're like golf, and he's this. This is his handicap. It's I'm your like, average. Okay. So you officially submit your scores to uh, the. There's a national body that you figure out who that is. You do it at any. Every different golf course, you submit them, and then you just put your scores on online. And based on the, they've got what's called a uh, scope, which is how tough the course is. Yeah. And that that adjusts the handicap of where you are, of how good of a golfer you are, and what's your average. What is the purpose for somebody to do this who is not a professional or semi-professional? Anytime you do like work tournament, like if I do work tournaments or not. Uh, some of them are handicap based. You turn it up, uh, and if you don't have a handicap, they think you're a scratch golfer, which means you uh, get par on every hole, which I do not do uh, by a long shot. Okay. Does it cost money to do that? Yes, yeah, like sixty bucks a year. It's not like it, it's not like additional each round. It's like a sixty buck for your one year membership. Um, for example, if you were in elite bowling, you would have an average. Yeah. That's what your handicap is, is, how far above or below you average from par. Okay. Uh, other than that, I have uh, two trips. Well, I'm going to go see my brother at the end of June for his birthday weekend. Go down and see what 
kind of shenanigans we can get into down in. So you're going to go down there, and this is your uh, I'm out of state, so the no no drinking beer rules apply. Generally, when I'm around my brother, the no drinking rule beer rule kind of evaporates. Uh, I go and tell Kyle I'm not drinking beer anymore, and he takes me to a beer bar. Like all they have is beer. I'm like Kyle, just order a beer. Shut up. <laughs> And then, uh, all right. Yeah. And then one of my nieces is getting married in the beginning of August. So I have to go to freaking Cincinnati, Ohio in August. The first weekend of August, it is going to be roughly 114 degrees with 173% humidity. And I am going to walk around with a hose just pouring it on my head, trying to stay cool. Mm, I have an alternative suggestion there. Don't go to Cincinnati in August. That's the first one. <laughs> the, second, the second one is to get a custom suit made that you can put dry ice pockets in. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Um, you will, he, as he's buying his plane tickets this morning, it's... Sweaty balls, sweaty balls. <laughs> this is nothing but sweaty balls. Click. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am actually pretty disappointed because they moved the wedding. It was originally going to be um, September 17th, and I was hoping to go see a Cincinnati Bengal game. Yeah, it was a Bengals game. Yeah, but uh, preseason is even going to be going on on August 5th. Mini camp, maybe. Maybe, but so I'm going to skip out on have to skip out on scrimmage scrimmage games. Yeah. I will probably at least be able to find a store that has a decent Cincinnati Bengal hat, though. Seeing how everything around here has one. And it's just that stupid B. Right. I've seen the one here with the, the Bengal tiger on it. It's normally not a pro back. No, that's, that's true. So. Right. But right. Right. Okay. Excellent uh, information. That's it. No, uh, no weddings you're in. No, nothing like that. None that I know of yet. No, no work trips. No nothing. Just. No, I don't have any work trips. No, no Orlando, huh? No, that's normally in. Actually, the annual meeting is the first weekend of March, and next year they made the horrible decision to have. The drunken annual meeting in Vegas. The over under. Why is that a horrible decision? Because I think that's phenomenal. Because when they were in Orlando one time, it was. <laughs> there's there's shit show normally at their annual meeting. My over under is five for a number of firings, marriages, divorces, and deaths combined total. Over under is five. Is the divorces and marriages uh, fill the uh, inner office relations thing? Yeah. Okay. Hold, hold, I just hold, hold, on, a second. hold on a second. Is that a combined total yeah, combined of five? Total. Oh. Yeah, combined total of what? Those Never mind. I'd, I'd take that over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a because the firings will probably help put you over. Yeah, there's going to be like three thousand people from around the country there. So in Vegas. In Vegas. In March. And yeah. Is that anywhere near spring break? <laughs> no, first week of March. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. Fun times. That's going to be great. Mr. Mills? Oh, wow. Um, I, I would like to say the first planned trip that we've got in June. We? Yes, we. I'm going to throw the EMP Museum trip as part of it. It's not like a, it's a day trip, but I consider that something special. Yeah. we're going to do. Leaving the state. Leaving the state. A, we're going to have to be in a car for at least three hours one way. <laughs> yeah. coming back in the same car. You're flying back, you're going to leave the car, <laughs> then just abandon the car. I said at least one way, so each direction. That's how he's going to get, finally get rid of Nicole and I. He's going to crash the car and leave us in there and just get wow. on the train, get the bolt bus home or something. Nice, I like that plan. <laughs> uh, then in July, end of July, I've got my annual pilgrimage to Vegas for the 40th anniversary of Beer Pong, which I'm hoping to be healthy enough to play in this year. That uh, won't be ugly at all. What, which part? Me well, playing? It's Vegas, it's already ugly. You throw a 40th anniversary, there's got to be some Oh, extra. dude, it's going to be a, a shit show and a half. It's going to be entertaining as fuck. Are there going to be pe people playing who played in the first annual? Probably. Mm -hmm. I have to be afraid of that. I guarantee there are going to be lots of them. Mm. The, you know, the the average age of a person there is probably in their 50s. 
my group helps bring that average down, but considering we're not, you know, only 20 years shy of that. Yeah. They're going to bring the average up since there's more of them. Uh, after July, after your... Then after Vegas? the trip, I'll head down to Vegas. Vegas? I'll head home to Vegas after being in Vegas. Uh, no, I'll head home to LA to see some family for a little bit. And then, gonna have a couple of work trips here and there, but nothing spectacularly exciting to talk about. Really? You get to go to Jersey next weekend? That's right. Next weekend in June, I get to go to New Jersey for a day, and then I'll be in Philly for the rest of the week. Yeah, super exciting to go to New Jersey. Do you have cash to bribe officials so you can get off the airplane? Yes. Airport? Yes. And I'll expense it every time. Because <laughs> all, all bribes are now tax deductible. I don't need that. I try not to bribe very often. Anyways. Sweet. And I, I technically it's fall at that point, but I'm going to count that my I just booked my baseball trip in the beginning of September. That's just going to be a lot of fun. Where are you going? So fly, flying from here to Boston. Catching a Yankee game? No, it's a Red Sox versus I want to say Twins game, or it's maybe it's Red Sox Orioles. Red Sox Orioles game at Fenway, and then flying down to New York, catching the Dodgers versus the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, staying in New York for a day to just kind of do the tourist thing, and then that Friday we're catching uh, Mets Twins at. Uh, City Field. Next morning, flying to Denver. Going to be going to a Broncos game that Sunday. Then the following Monday, we're going to see the Rockies versus I don't even care who. I think it's the Cardinals. Uh-huh. And then flying back here. Who are you going with? Uh, my friend Stephanie. Okay. Oh, wow. So just your all four of these stadiums you've never been to before? Correct. This is helping me get along the path of seeing all of the major league stadiums by the time I hit 40. This will get you into double digits, won't it? Yes. This will push me into double digits. Yeah, and then you gotta, then once you finish, complete that, you're like, no, I got nothing left to do. And the back of your mind goes, minor league ballparks. Oh, God. No. <laughs> There's NFL an, stadiums. That might be, that might be a good one to do is NFL stadiums. Yeah. There's less of those. There, no, there's less of those. There's 32. Ah. 31. 31. And is technically it? there isn't even 31. Because... The Giants and Jets share. And the Rams don't technically have a stadium. Have a stadium right now. They're yes. playing in the Coliseum where I've already been. Yeah. So <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> so there's 30, so there's the same number of baseball. Yes. Said so there's less of them. Yes, that I haven't been to. Well, you didn't add that caveat. You said there's less of them. There's not less football stadiums than baseball. Uh, I disagree. Okay. Well, because times. I have also seen the Dodgers play in the Coliseum as well. I think that counts. Okay. So what are your? I big... think I've been to all the ballparks on the West Coast. So I still haven't been to AT&T Stadium ah. or AT&T Park. For obvious reasons. I also haven't been to uh, the Coliseum. Actually, now that I think about it. The O.co Coliseum. Okay. Not the Sports Memorial Coliseum. I've been there yes. a bunch of times. Uh, How about you, Berg? What are your summer shenanigans? Oh, and I'm getting tattooed. That's also very exciting. There you go. Getting my sleeve started. Or continued. Uh, summer plans are not that much. Uh, we've mostly, besides going to the EMP Museum with Jeremy, wedding. Uh, wedding. we have two weddings to Where's go to. Uh, once a 22-year-old getting married. Uh, like How long have they been together? together? It's not either. Uh, they've been together since they were each 18. Uh, gives you hope. Yeah, oh, that was an interesting look from you. Yeah, and the uh, it's 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 one of those ones where you when you hear about like all the circumstances involved. Uh, he's a, a member of the program, and he's been with her uh, when he was drinking through sobriety and all that stuff. 
and she's one of those religious save yourself till marriage types. Oh. And so it's like all these factors combining, and they're, then I factor in their age, and it's like, okay, God, I wish you luck. Yeah, because he's a lot older. No, no, he's a year older, maybe. Oh. So. This should be fun. It, that'll be interesting. And Let then, us know how it goes. Uh, I'll see how the wedding goes, how their marriage goes. Eh, we'll hear about it through the grapevine. But do we have an over-under on length? 19 months. Oh. No, I think they make five years. I was, I'll was take the over on that. Easy. Yeah. Um, and then... I forgot she did factor in the religious on her part. Yeah. So she'll, she'll, stay for, she'll stay for a couple years just out of spite for religious purposes. <laughs> um, <laughs> just out of spite. The other, the other wedding wow. we're going to, the it's a former co-worker of mine, and they've been together for 13 years, and they're finally getting married. Tax <sighs> purposes? I don't know. In the no, state yeah, of Oregon, if you live together for 10 years, you get tax. Okay. It's common law. 10. Common law is 7, I thought. 8? Nine, ten. Who gives a shit? I thought it was. Be uh, careful in Texas. It's three months in a common law. <laughs> no shit. Be careful in Texas. <laughs> so that's amazing. They're finally they're finally getting married, and my uh, Nicole and I are going with uh, uh, my former boss, Lord, and his wife. The four of us are going, and he called me up the other day, and he goes, he goes, Josh. Am I going to be the only black person there? I'm like, it's Sandy. There's bound to be at least maybe one or a half. And I, I, then I talked to the guy who was getting married yesterday, and I was like... I was My like, head's shaking for the listeners. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I go... Shaking I, which direction? No, there's okay. not going to be another black I, person. I, well, wait. I, I, and I talked to the guy, I'm like, Dustin, Lord, Lord's concerned that he's going to be... He and his wife, Kawana, are going to be the only black people wait, there. Wait, what's, what's her name? Kawana. Awesome. Uh, are going to be the only black people there. He go, he pauses. He's like, no, no, there's going to be one more. Does a mix count? Like, yes, a mix, a mix counts. He just needs to know if he's, so he doesn't stand out. And he goes, dude, we lost him at Sportsman's Warehouse where there was nothing but a sea of white rednecks and he was the only brother and we still managed to lose him there. He's going to be fine. Like, oh, okay. That, that sounds good. Oh, Sportsman's Warehouse. So that'll be. It'll be a uh, my zombie. Well, actually, Cabela's is my zombie apocalypse location. So where you go first before you go out in the woods? Why would I go to the woods? I'm just gonna hold up in Cabela's. All the ammo, food? guns I could want. They have food. They have tons of food that will basically last until you die. Most of it's freeze dried or processed in some manner to make it last a really long time. The glass entry points. Yeah, so they all have, have gates. Usually. The one concern I'd have at Cabela's is if city water goes down, uh, dehydration and rehydrating all that frozen freeze-dried food. They have lots of mixed water and stuff. They have, oh, lots, of, they have lots of bottled water. Oh, okay. They've got to have a urine purifier so you can end up drinking that. The man's got a point. And actually, if you go to the Cabela's in Tualatin, they've got a nice little like nature thing that's a great high ground. You can sit on top of it with just a right. They got that fish start. tank in there too. That's underneath the mountain. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, talking about. That's what so. I'm talking about. It's, it's perfect. So you can yes. make some fish, too. Uh, other than our, our wedding, we have some concerts. Our wedding? That's oh, our wedding. Oh, oh, wow. Are we have breaking news? <laughs> no. The wedding. <laughs> yeah. Hand check. Hand check. <laughs> <laughs> no, no rings. All right. The, the wedding that she and I are, weddings that she and I are attending. We have a, a couple concerts uh, in July, which will be nice. We're seeing uh, the Falcon. And then we're also seeing uh, Flogging the Molly. Superhero? No, it's it's a side project of a guy I really like named Brendan Kelly, and this is their kind of like their really. He really likes a guy. Uh, but one of the opening acts is Sam Russo is coming, and it's his first time being back to Portland since I went and saw the, him at Backspace. I was this is the last time you saw him at Backspace. It's only his second time coming to Portland, so it's it'll be pretty rad. And it's at the Analog Theater, so it's it's cheap. Tiny, smelly, it's perfect for punk rock. Yeah, it's uh, analog is. Well, and then our next concert is Flogging Molly and Frank Turner at the zoo. That's cool. Yeah, so. And we get to spend the day at the zoo beforehand, so that's awesome. Yay, animals! So, I get to go and just tilt my head and stare at the orangutan and thank you, poor bastard. 
That's I don't want to talk about that. What's uh, wrong with King Louie? He's evil and he hates that he's evil. What? Why? John Farber's Jungle Book is what I assume you're talking about. Oh, oh just the Jungle Book in general. King Louie is is one of the one of the bad guys. Except, except in Tailspin. <laughs> yes, because King Louie ran an awesome bar and hotel on his own private island with monkey butlers. Just saying. So there's an upside in alternate <laughs> universes. Great, thank you. Uh, beyond that, uh, we got we pick. It's fall, but uh, we got my my dad's family, the Thunberg family, is having a family reunion, and it's actually in Oregon this year. Whether or not it'll be in Ashland or Portland is still to be determined. So there'll be that. I get to see some family I have not seen in more than a decade. How many tattoos did you have the last time you saw them? Four. I can actually count them. Four. <laughs> you can count them. Yes, four. And I think I weighed uh, like 70 pounds to 100 more last time they saw me. Wow, so, they're good. Man. Did you? Don't worry, don't did worry. Did you grow in better than a neck beard last time you saw them, or was that basically still all you could do? No, they're just going to see that got the tiny. from all the needle marks. Oh, okay. Um, let's see Because it's very clear Josh hasn't shaved in a while because he's got the neck beard going. Oh. But it's great that... There's nothing on the face. Like, the cheeks. Totally no, he, clean. He, he trimmed it a couple days ago. I trimmed well, because it grows in so white trash that it almost comes into a triangle point up to my cheekbones. And then there's, like, a couple of random ones throughout. I mean, it is Joe Dirt style. So I just got rid of it. I just ah. got rid of that. So um, then what's with the neck beard? I hate, I hate shaving, like, when I know I need a haircut. Because then it just feels, like, out of proportion. So when I get a haircut, then I'll go shave it. You could just take the shears and knock it down. You don't have to take the razor on it and shave it all the way. Yeah. Especially since you shaved the top cheeks. You could yeah, just, I was like, you you took the time you, to shave you, you had your the, cheeks. Took you, the time. It was just grab the razor and go. Real quick. Right. right. Just just keep going down. Just, just. Yeah, it's not like you very much in here anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really fun when the... Bottom part of the neck beard connects with the back hair, and yeah, it's it looks, starting. It's it gets that little merging action going on. Yeah, it's like Yeti Gosh, style. you want to do really sexy back is what that yeah. is right there. Yeah, right on. Uh, hey, well, Nicole he just threw up in her mouth. Nicole and I got our <laughs> Nicole and I got our tickets for uh, Comic Con in September, and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, Rose City. Rose City. Emerald City was a month ago. I don't know these things. Uh, yeah, it's Rose City. It's, Thank you. We like the the guests are gonna be there. Denise Crosby is gonna be there. Eh, she died in the first season. She came back as a Romulan. That's Actually, a she came back as herself too. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she did come back as herself in all good things as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be a lot of other good guests there. Uh, oh, I, what's her name from Summer? Summer Glau is gonna be there. Eh. Carl Carl Urban's gonna be there. Okay. Uh, I do. Mike McMill is going to be there, and I wanted to go up and ask him why he's unable unable to draw feet. He's fully admitted that one. Yeah, I, I just I just want to know why. <laughs> you 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 think after that many years you'd be able to just right. round it a little bit, not little tiny triangles? Or if they even show the feet, they just go to little toothpick points. Okay. Um, and we got our Neil deGrasse Tyson tickets. So. Can I see Neil deGrasse Tyson in a mental fight with Mike Tyson? That would be amazing. I'd I'd like to see him do a debate. That's a <laughs> mental fight. Uh, beyond that, that's 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 about it. Nothing too too exciting. Maybe something random will come up. Probably going to see a couple movies here and there. Why? Just because it's summer blockbuster season. Wow. Yes. So, uh. That was a decent transition, just ruined. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Thanks. I actually was trying to, like, oh, hey, I, I got a. That was a pretty good little slide in transition. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Then. Someone took a dump on it. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> someone took a dump on it. Alright, yeah, sure. We'll go with it. I was thinking Roman numerals. But, uh, yeah, let's. <laughs> someone took a dump on it. It is. All right, because uh, that would be about as classy as our normal titles. Technically, the first blo- summer blockbuster as billed was uh, Batman vs. Superman, but we've already talked about that aborted fetus. So 
Uh, let's go into another team mashup, big guys fight. Uh, what did we think of Cap Civil War before we project onto the rest of the summer movie blockbusters? You mean Iron Man 4? I, sure. I take, I thought they mis, mislabeled it as a Captain America movie. It's not a Captain America movie. It's an Iron Man movie. Because if you look at the emotional arc that they go through, Tony Stark has a much more wild ride in this movie than Captain America does. Captain basically just sticks to what he Captain does. Called Captain Rogers, not Captain America, because he wrote against America. Though. Well, yeah, there's that too. You know, I think I, I think it should have just been called Civil War. Leave your top title Mar- out of it. It should have been called Marvel Civil War. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that that's also. Um, it had some highlights to me. I felt that they did a good job with the Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Um, I felt that there was some good cinematic choices. I truly love what they've done with the Black Panther character. Um, I think they did a lot of things right with mm-hmm. that. I think they did a lot of things wrong. I think the movie was just too long. It moved okay, but it was just a little long. Yeah. There were definitely scenes that they could have shortened and cut out. I didn't love the the epic fight scene at the airport. Like, it was unnecessary, especially some of the Ant-Man stuff part of it. I loved the Ant-Man stuff. I thought that was... I thought that him and Spider-Man are what made it so it didn't feel so much like a... Two kids on in the parking lot with their toys, smashing them together. Yeah. Right, right. I don't. What I'm talking about is some of the the, the Ant Man destructive choices. Um, specifically, ripping planes apart to hit people with it. It was kind of uh, unhero like. Now, there's lots it, of things unhero like. Isn't in the movie. he not? Really a hero, anyway? Yeah, which is a... Well, I mean, he, he is an ex-con. He is an ex-con, but... In the comic book, he is a hero, but... In the movie, he hasn't he become a... into that role, though, yet. Yeah, it's it just... It bothered me that, like, that was the route they were going to... That they decided to go. To make okay. it such a wanton destruction of public property when the whole first half of the movie is about not destroying public property. Like, I mean, it just annoyed me. Well, they they did make reference to that when Ross looks at Tony Stark. You think I'm going to help you after what you did to that German airport? Yeah, but... But, yeah, I get your point. Yes. Um, I thought Stan Lee's cameo was possibly the worst he's ever done. But it was... What they chose for him to say was hysterical. What was his cameo? I don't even remember. It was the UPS guy at the end. Oh. For, yeah. to- for Tony Stank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have killed someone. Yeah. The fact that they only crippled War Machine really just didn't sit that well with me. No. My reaction was it was a good movie, but I was underwhelmed and disappointed for the very fact that I didn't think they should have killed one person. I thought they should have killed three people at least, because there was no real there was it, it it took away the weight of the movie to me, and it wasn't. It didn't provide any what I would consider lasting consequences for their actions, and let alone that our characters really don't take uh, uh, responsibility for their actions. It's there's a lot of justification going on, which you see that a lot in comic books. People characters do that all the time, but it it isn't like nobody was inherently evil in this. Even not even Zemo. Nobody was. I would say he well he did yeah he he did murder somebody and frame somebody else, but I was like okay I get his motivations so it didn't I actually thought he was my favorite character in the entire movie, uh yeah I, just it was it was I wasn't su- it wasn't a super developed character, but you I liked him enough where I was like I get where you're going with this I think it's awesome the reason why I liked him a lot was. He wasn't your typical villain we've seen in every Marvel movie so far, whether it was a standalone initial one where the villain has the same powers as the good guy, yeah. just does it bad, or isn't some 
alien god or something like that. Or, trying to take over. He wasn't trying to take over the world. He wasn't trying yeah. to uh, huge personal financial gains. Yeah, his entire motivation was purely revenge and just to inflict pain on them that he had inflicted on himself. Yeah. And he wanted them to do it to themselves so that there wasn't... Because you think I want more collateral damage? You know, he did blow up a, an embassy, but... Well, just overlook that part, when yeah. he, that line with collateral damage. Technically, I, he blew up the outside of an embassy. It still killed the president of Wakanda. This is just dumb by the window. <laughs> I was giving a speech. Yeah. <laughs> um, where the podium was. Yeah. Uh, for the magnificent vista. In a tr- yeah, and he's the only one who died? Is that what they said? No, there, no, there, was, there was some... There was like six or eight or something. Yeah. Numerous injuries. I, I think it's... We'll be interested to see where it goes from here. Although, I will... Unless, do you want to talk about what you feel about Scarlet Witch? Or should I just... Uh, I don't think they know how to do magic right. Yeah, and, so that gives you great hope for Doctor Strange. I know, that's what I was leading into. It's kind of just like, and that's our next Marvel picture in July. It's kind of like, oh. All I do is make some jacking off motions with my hand, and special effects takes care of the rest. Yeah. I thought Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and Age of Ultron were a bad choice. Scarlet yes. Witch is a bad choice now. Yes. Um, and all these contract problems that they're having, this is the perfect way to solve them. Kill the character and move on. Yeah. Yeah. And now, well, now in recent news, Chris Evans says he thinks Cap should have more cameos, and I think it's all negotiating, because he technically only has one more film left. Right. And they should kill him. No, they should have killed him. They should have killed him in Civil War. They should have killed him in Winter Soldier. Yeah. But, and then they definitely should have killed him in Civil War. <laughs> he yes. should have been the one that died to make everybody go, oh. Well, no, it should have, We this shouldn't have been the first death. It should have started in Age of Ultron with Hawkeye dying. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's. I don't know just... what he said in Civil War was pretty funny. Hawkeye. Not the dolphin. Oh yeah. I I tried it once. I played eighteen holes. I shot eighteen. Really lost the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So, but be be that as it may, you know. It w- I didn't I didn't hate the movie I th- I still it was still enjoyable yeah it was very entertaining there I thought there were some great set pieces yeah. in there but and I thought more so than Age of Ultron there were scenes where you could say yep that's definitely a splash page yeah you know that's definitely that I could see that as a still as I'm flipping through the comic you know I can I can definitely see that I don't know how I feel about the Captain America kiss with um. Agent 13? Oh, sure. I'm just trying to think of the actress's name. Emily Vander... Emily Van Camp. Thank you. I wouldn't have been able to get that. No idea who that is. Everwood. Didn't watch it. Didn't watch that. Didn't watch that one. Yeah. Well, no, I think what they should have done was show show him, uh, Bucky, and Falcon driving away where Steve's blushing red and they're making fun of him for it. Now, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Did you guys see the entire Twitter tangent either last week or the week before no. that Captain America needs a boyfriend? He has one. It's Bucky. No, like they actually want, like Twitter wanted to turn Captain America gay with Bucky. Why? It's I don't know Twitter. why. I was hoping somebody had given you some context. Well, no, it's the uh, as you're the one person in America, who follows Twitter. There's, there's not a, there's not enough gay comic book heroes, so we need to procreate or steal one of the established comic book characters and reinvent them as gay because we can't formulate a new one. For the record, twenty years ago, there was an on-screen gay superhero pair. It was the ambiguously gay duo. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's yeah. I'm not gonna go down further. Yeah. And then let's talk about Aquaman. Not gay at all. Like just because that's what the comic book. Like if you actually read the comic book, he's a pretty decent character. If you read the comic book and don't just not that he's a decent. Tracks. I'm not arguing whether or not he's a good character. He's kind of gay. No, he's not. Uh, he's just saying by, by looks. But if you went, if you're going that way. 
every character in the late 80s, maybe 90s, 90s comics where everybody's got the overly bulging muscles and the stylized fancy the, hair and the, the spandex. Yeah, and then the oversized giant belt gun and everything like that. There was some there was some pretty homoerotic overtones. Yes, it, Are you it, talking, like all the uh, having spandex as an outfit for all the superheroes whether Superman, Batman originally before he armored up, Spider-Man, uh, the Fantastic Four, X Men, you name it, like really just walking around in spandex. Yeah, there was some there were some uh, uh, overtones throughout history. I just think Aquaman gets the brunt of it because most people never Don't read know anything that. about it. Uh, I think they'll their tone will change when Cal Drogo appears as, again as Aquaman in Jesus his own movie. Uh, as a whole, what do we think about the movies that are yet to come out in this? "Quote unquote," even though the blockbuster season's kind of dead. Uh, but what do we think about this? Because I mean, we have what do we have coming up soon? We have X Men's out now, which I need to go see. You I have see you have Warcraft coming up. You no have desire. Independence Day. No desire. You have Doctor Strange, yeah. Star Trek, Teenage yes, Mutant Ninja yes. Turtles. No. There's Born. Born, which I'm not on board for. See, Born's one of those that I'm most excited about. I'll go I, see it, but I'm not because I I never liked. I, I enjoyed the movies, but I was that kid who loved the original trilogy of books. Yeah. And I know people, I've heard people say how the original trilogy of books were terrible and that the Bourne movies are so much better. No, not And true. I I have I can't I can't even argue with them because in the back of my mind I'm immediately saying you're a fucking moron and I can't even debate it properly with them. I can understand if you want to use too much Cold War overtones and it's outdated. Sure, yes. sure. I will, I will, I will hear that. I'll still argue against it because it's not really about that. It's more about him versus the jackal. But let's, you know. But Ludlum wrote from the '60s, '70s, and early '80s is when he wrote all of his. Exactly, um, and you know, there's so many other references going in into those books that makes. Who me... just signed on to the Johannes directive? Potential tentpole is it Ben Affleck? They're doing a Robert Ludlum. It might have been Affleck. Yeah. So, like, Ludlum in high school was probably my favorite author. He, he's my favorite spy author, like mystery spy author, thriller type. He's still my favorite of, of all those. Um, even though, I mean, I read Vince Flynn. I like I like Vince Flynn, uh, but I, love Vince Flynn. I still prefer Ludlum because he just seemed masterful and he could make a 600 to 800 page book feel like it was going by like nothing. Yes. And I still think The Born Supremacy, which is the second book, which actually takes place in China, was so, so good. And when the second movie came out, and I was just like, this is complete horseshit. It has nothing to do with the books. Oh, yeah. It has the title. They, they bought the title. They took a couple names, and even there, they screwed it up. Yes. So. But uh, Summer Movies as a whole, is it? Is it just... It just seems like we're 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 they're throwing a, a a dart at the cork board trying to see what's gonna hit anymore. No, it's that they're so pre locked into trying to get this billion dollar movie mark. So they're trying to do known commodities and rehash the same thing over and over again just to try to rake in the money that there's no creativity, there's no like when Independence Day originally came out. Yeah. Like that was something different you hadn't really seen before. It was kind of a blend of, of sci-fi, action adventure, uh, destruction movie. It was kind of a good little mat mesh there. Mm-hmm. It, and Will Smith at the height of his powers. Uh, that was, I wouldn't call it at the height, but it was. That was right. It was nearing the peak. That was right. I thought that was right after because uh, it was before Bad Boys, right? So I thought it was. I think that yeah, this was. This I think this is when he was cresting. He was right there. Yeah, he, he, there and, he wasn't there yet, but he was. He was getting close. Yeah. But why do you think we're getting there in pre uh, pre production for Top Gun Two? Because Hollywood is so scared of the now. What was our favorite movie of 2014? Low budget movie. It was uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, oh, John Wick. John Wick. You mean 2015. Was that 2015? Whatever that, like, 
and that was what a thirty million dollar movie yeah. that made two hundred and fifty. Well, like my favorite movie last year it wasn't even an action movie. It was it was a not even a team comedy. It was kind of a coming of age tragedy. But yeah. the, Hollywood's so yeah. scared to make uh, taking any risk whatsoever. What movie? Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. But I think Nicole and I just went and saw a perfect example of. Something that takes something similar, you've seen something similar, putting a new twist on it, blending a couple things. But Midnight Special so far is my favorite movie of the year. It was, it was like 70s and 80s sci-fi mixed with a, almost like a children's, like 1980s, we're going to shoot for the age range of 8 to 12 thriller. So that's like when PG was at its bench stride. So you could still say a couple swear words and have some action in there and cover adult themes, but still gear it towards a younger generation, a younger audience where it was like, I don't know if Tomorrowland, if you took like the best concepts of Tomorrowland and mixed it with close encounters of third kind, the mystery aspects of it, it was it was, it was very, what Tomorrowland should have been, is what you said when you walked in. Yeah, it it's, it was very Spielberg esque without without blowing Steven Spielberg. But I think it was over the heads of some younger kids. Like I yeah. don't think there's a, definitely a certain level of. But there was I just saying there was an intensity and intelligence and criticisms in there while still being massively entertaining and not beating you to death with your James Cameron political agenda. Right. He never does that no. every 23 seconds in every movie he's ever made. Yeah. So I, that's but that's what that's what I mean. Like that, it seemed holistically original while being uh, comfortably familiar. We've we've talked so much on this show about the fact that Hollywood has lost its ability to be original, and I have been recently quite outraged. More so than normal lines, I'm sorry. I should have specified for you. Um, Thank you. That they uh, greenlit and started production. Or actually, they're, they're quite some ways into production now. Of a relaunch, remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's a cult classic, which is why you don't care about it. Yeah. Some um, cult classics are like Serenity. I don't really want to call that a cult classic. Anyway. It's it's classified as a, a cult, cult classic, classic because it because it did so poorly in the theaters, yeah. but made all its money back on home release. That's the yeah. definition of a cult classic. Yeah. It the fact that they're they're spending the time and the money to redo it is so offensive to me because the original was so good and has created a, a following that is unlike any other film because it pretty much every major city across the nation every Saturday night at midnight is Rocky Horror Night at some theater somewhere the Clinton Theater in Portland has been running it every Saturday night at midnight for 30 years it, and it has attained that status in again every major city there's always one theater that does it every Saturday at midnight and the fact that they're making the choice to do it again is offensive. I they'd be like them redoing Firefly or Serenity. Sorry, not Firefly. Give but it ten it, years, but, it'll happen. But like literally, just taking the exact story and just going carbon copy. And again, there will be so many people who are offended by it. It's. Because it's, it's a business, and nobody happens. wants to take the financial risk involved with how much movies cost now, especially with marketing and distribution costs, that these are financial risks where you can make a low-budget movie like Midnight Special, which probably barely costs $30 million to make. And a chump change. Just let me take that out of my left pocket. Yeah, to, which to movie studios, it is chump change, and said, you know what, we're going to get some good actors, but who are still B-list, you know, Joel Egerton and Michael Shannon, who yep. have done great things, but they're not the top-tier actors, yeah. you know, we're going to pay them the lion's share of the money, we're going to throw, we're going to grab somebody, we're going to grab somebody whose career's in the tank and who will work for barely nothing, Kirsten Dunst, and you know what, we're going to not give them 
we're going to say we're going to play to your strengths. This is what it is. And guess what? We're not going to expect anything of this movie. If it makes its money back through second run and home video release, cool. But they're not willing to take that and say this is the major marketing push. This is the new idea that we want to push. Because it's, it's, it's all about the risk. And they're not willing to take the risk anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if they're just not out there, but there's got to be the next Ryan Johnson out there. The next J.J. Abram when he just for, was first starting out. Just I think You know where I think they are? They're all in television. They're all in television because it's we are in the golden age of television right now. Yeah. And they are and they're not on primetime anymore. They're all working for smaller cable channels where they can be a little bit more risque or they're have more freedom. Yeah, and they're or they're grinding their teeth being underwriters on HBO Showtime series where they can be like, "You know what? I'm going to make my name by making writing this one episode." And that's where it is. I think maybe in six to ten years, these people will then have transitioned to to well, cinema or at least be but, working their way through it. Because that brings that, up an interesting question. Is the real talent nowadays not in Hollywood cinema, but is it truly people on, let's call it Netflix TVs, the, the original Netflix programming? Is it on the HBO Cinemax group? Like, is that really where the true original talent is? Well, no. I think what actually what's driving the run for TV is that all of a sudden there is now more money in TV, in the Showtimes, in the AMC's, in the Netflix. They're throw HBO's. They're throwing out the money that they can get uh, the David Lynch to do House of Cards. They yeah. can get the these names to go and do it, uh, and put the creative juice behind it and then give them the freedom to go and run with it. And you're not under similar constraints of, uh, here's a two and a half hour movie. We want you to boil it down to an hour, hour 50. And guess what? You have to hit all these things and have these product placements. No, here's a, here's an eight to 13 episode run. Well, between 50 to 50 minutes to an hour, each episode, write your condensed story you have no filler episodes. Make it tight, make it entertaining, and make every scene matter. And if you make your name like Kurt Sutter, that final seasons of Sons of Anarchy, they're like, we're not even going to hold you to making sure it fits into a one-hour block. You want us no. to? You want us they're to really go 140 uh, an hour 40? Like some of those episodes were like an hour 40 with commercial breaks. Yeah. Like they're like, no, you cut. No, don't cut it. Just leave it. That's good. Yeah. No. Or you use the. Uh, the uh, Masterpiece Theater BBC example of their their um, Sherlock. Sherlock, where it's like your season's only three episodes, but each episode's roughly 90, 90 minutes. minutes. It's a 90 minute episode, three episodes. It's not even once a year. It's when you can get the actors and everybody. Yeah, when everybody's schedule fits. When, when you can write your scripts and get your scripts all tight, you have enough time to do all that. Then find the production time to do it, and then we release it. Which, which is why I go back to the conversation of. The question truly is, is all the talent right now in specialty television? And I think the answer is yes. I, I still think you have some talent in cinema, but that's not what we're seeing. We're not, that's what you're not seeing. Summer Blockbuster is not their season to grind their teeth and get you something else out. What's you make it for Nolan working on right now? He has a new movie in production. It's in production. Okay. It's in production. Don't ask me who's in it or what it's about. Why? Actually, some of the cast has been announced, okay, okay. but its perspective title, its synopsis, not anywhere near out there. But he is he is working on something. His brother wrote it, though. I hope. Probably him and his brother. Yeah. Um, oh, and then Jonathan Nolan is on Persons of Interest, one of our. And it's it's yeah going out the at the door, but I think it's it's back to the risk thing. You can take risks on these TV shows now. Uh, I think HBO will, is willing to take the risk sometimes, but they're like Fox other times where if it gets too much bad press, even though they believe in it, they're not gonna they're not gonna greenlight it again. Can well, they announce? Le- or, the, um, True Detective's they, done. They they killed it. They, well, the creator, I forget what yeah. his name, D or P, D, yeah. uh, um, some Italian type name. Yeah. Uh, D- 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 yeah. Something yeah. like that. He um. 
he he's not willing to do it because he has to sit down and do everything himself and he's not going to green they're not going to green light it unless they're absolutely certain on it and he goes i'm not going to spend the months it takes to write 10 episodes 8 to 10 episodes um and have what happened last time because it's it takes too much time out of him hbo still has him on retainer so he can create and write other things where he has a whole team working with him but he uh pretty much it was in the news this past week that don't ex- don't ever expect a season three of True Detective because people had too much expectations going into season two and what they got wasn't what they really wanted. Even though I think if you go back and rewatch season two, you'll find you like it a whole lot more. Um, they just even some of those things aren't willing to take the risk. It's not your Netflix show where you can guess what we're gonna produce this and put this out, but it's it's all about like what's the buzz around it not about because yeah. how do you what's the metric for for views like how do you deem it as successful versus not you know yeah so i i have nothing else we are we are over time final comments goodbye <laughs> 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 <laughs>